It's the time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. If you're gearing up to get outside, Amazon Automotive is here to help. Whether you're hitting the beach, the trail, or somewhere in between, you'll find great deals on parts and accessories for your car, truck, motorcycle, or RV. Simply visit us online to customize your vehicle with a wide selection of floor mats, bike racks, camping equipment, power sports, accessories, and more. Get going today at Amazon.com automotive. That's Amazon.com automotive. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Ron and Anian. The final frontier. These are the voyages of... The Car Doctor. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Ron and Anian. Thinking out loud, what is the value of auto repair? And I'm just concerned about it because I wonder, how do you measure it? Fascinating. But quite impossible. The car doctor. How do I trust the three plugs that are in the back? I've got to take those out. To take those out, I've got to take the intake plenum off. If I'm taking the intake plenum off, I'm changing the plugs because I don't know how old they are. But four of the six plugs ended up being loose. What he says is logical, and I do, in fact, agree with it. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. My name is Ron Ananian. I'm a doctor. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. Here's Ronnie. In 1967, Chevrolet came out with the Camaro. Neat little car, right? How many of you had one? 327, Power Glide, four barrel. Simple, basic, a good car, right? Just, and it's evolved over the years. It just went on and on and on. And now it's grown up into what it is this generation currently out there. That 67 Camaro was really kind of 
pretty easy to work on. You, you, you could fix it on the side of the road with a variety of tools, utensils, and kitchen implements. It was really sort of a basic automobile. And I think that was the selling point, right? We, cars were simpler in the 60s, for sure. But the Camaro was at the pinnacle of it. It was what we called a pony car. It, 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 it had appeal. It, it appealed to the youth market. It was affordable. And it was fairly easy to work on. You could put a starter in a Camaro, all right, in under a half hour, 20 minutes. It sure has changed. We had a 2016 SS Camaro in the shop this week, 6.2 liter. I guess their version of what we would call a big block Camaro. The customer had just stopped for gas. They went somewhere, they stopped for fuel, went to start it. And he said, Ron, there was this big puff of smoke that came out of the right side under the hood. Like he said, it kind of reminded me of the Wizard of Oz. You know, that moment when Dorothy looks behind the curtain or when they see the great wizard appear for the first time on the screen, this big poof. And he said, and it smelled, something burned. You could tell something was, ugh. The sad part is when this poor Camaro got stuck, it was a convertible. The top was down, and, and the convertible top no longer worked. So, And the electric parking brake was stuck on. So they kind of dragged it up onto the back of a flatbed and towed it into the shop. You know, it kind of made me look at the future, right, in terms of made me think about Cars with automatic electric parking brakes, when they automatically apply, and then what happens when the electrical system goes dead? What happens when you've got a convertible and the top's down and it's going to rain out? And just a lot of, a lot of dependent upon electric stuff working correctly. It's just, it's just amazing how we've come so far, and I think in some cases gone so wrong. So we looked at this Camaro, and you know you could hear it. You'd you'd push the button on the dash. And you'd hear this pop, sizzle, and crackle from under the right side of the engine. And we put it up in the air. I had Danny on the, in the car on the lift, and I listened to it underneath, and you could hear pop, sizzle, crackle. And I went, yeah, that's that's kind of a problem. I think we have to sort of look at that and see what we're going to do here. And, yeah, it's it's got to need a starter. At least we got to get to whatever it is underneath that shield, which was the starter. We've got to look and see. There was one bulletin that that sounded like it could apply. They talk about problems with the wiring at the starter blowing the 350 amp fuse back at the rear battery box in the trunk the fuse was good and i didn't think so but we always had that in the back of our mind but regardless we've got to start at the starter we've got to you know we've got to get a look at it you know when you run into a job you haven't done in a while or when you haven't done it all you you always i always go to the labor guide i want that refresher i look at procedure but procedure doesn't tell me a lot it'll tell me how to take it apart which, you know, for the most part, you can figure out in your head in a lot of cases. But I want to see the time. I want to see what kind of time they're predicting. That tells me what's really what I'm really up against. When I saw a little over six hours to put a starter in a Camaro, I knew I was in for it. Because I said, this is going to be where GM shines. And I said to Danny, I said, you know what GM stands for? And he said, no, and his young, eager-to-learn voice. I said, GM, giant mistakes, and here's where you're going to see it. To put a starter in a 2016 Camaro and all Camaros that generation, you have to pull the catalytic converter on the right side. You have to pull the radiator surge tank. It's nice if you can get the heater hoses out of the way, which, by the way, run over the top of the exhaust manifold. So the rubber hoses, they're not melted, but they're sort of sticky stuck to the plastic nipples on the heater core. And if you pull on them too hard, you'll break the heater nipples off. So you want to be gentle because it's a very soft aluminum heater core. It's not the most durable. We ended up taking the clamps off and slitting the hoses, and we're putting new hoses on it Monday when we finish the job. 
And then you have to take the exhaust manifold out. Now, to add insult to injury, the LS Series GM engines, their exhaust manifold bolts, they've been a problem over the years. And I don't know if GM's gotten it right yet. In order to get the bolts out, because they put some sort of a thread-locking compound on the bolts, I guess they're afraid they're going to fall off or, or, or something. And we had to use our inductive heater and inductive heated each bolt and you know just get them to where they sort of sizzle and crackle on their own and pulled the bolt out and pulled the manifold off. And now you can see the starter. And then you can see that the copper braid running from the starter solenoid down to what would be the starter motor is burnt. It's fried. You know, it's just done. And you think to yourself, what if this was a 10-year-old car? This is a 7-year-old car with 36,000 miles on it. What if this was a 10-year-old car with 100,000 miles on it, 120,000 miles on it? Because I always look further, you know, what if it was an everyday-use vehicle? Would it hold up? How easily would it come apart? Could you get it apart? Are we creating the very very definition of throwaway cars simply by making it more difficult to repair them? And I think we are. So on one hand, and this, this is what really, you know, you start to think about this, it's like Twilight Zone stupidity. We're, we're trying to clean up the environment and emissions and make the world a cleaner, better place environmentally, but we're designing cars that are so difficult to work on or so often go down the path of cannot be repaired easily or economically, you throw the car away. And I don't, I don't justify that. I can't justify that in my mind. That doesn't make any sense to me in my mind. Because it took it takes an awful lot. You know, if you want to measure carbon footprints, it's it's this carbon footprint ruler that they use. It, it it can't be a small one to manufacture an automobile. All the requirements and all the things that the environment has to go through and all the hits that it takes in order to produce that one car, and yet we'll throw it away at the drop of a hat. I've got another customer in the shop this week with a 2016 Suburban, 210,000 miles on it. And I give Brian a lot of credit. He, he bought the car from a cousin up in Michigan. He brought it down. He said, Ron, I want you to fix this. It's got a it's got a cold start misfire. And I don't plan on buying a new Suburban. I want to make this one work because otherwise it's in good shape. And it is. It's in pretty good shape for really a 200,000-mile, seven-year-old vehicle. Starter's easier to do. I happened to look at that, and it made me realize how much I'd rather work on the Suburban than the Camaro. And my point becomes that cars can run in perpetuity. I think they can. I think it's a matter of parts. I think it's a, well, obviously it's a matter of intelligent mechanics, which I know is in short supply because, you know, there's a lot of posers out there. But it's going to come down to parts. It's going to come down to patience. It's going to come down to – because the cost to replace either that Suburban is hundred grand now, and the cost to replace that Camaro is 65000 now. And, you know, the conversation isn't about, gee, are either one of them – no, I'm just saying replacement value. So get ready because you're about to go on Mr. Toad's wild ride. You're going to be spending more to fix the car. You're going to be spending more to buy the car. You just want to be sure that whatever you're spending, you're spending it correctly. And if you're fixing it, you want to make sure you've got good, solid information. And that's what brought you here in the first place. Hello and welcome. I'm uh, glad to have you here with me this hour. And um, I look forward to our conversational exchange at 855-560-9900. By the way, that Camaro <laughs> just so impressed me in, in, in terms of stupidity. 
Um, We actually shot a little video of it short. It's about a minute and a half. It's up on YouTube. It's up on the Car Doctor Facebook page, as a matter of fact. And um, it's it's we didn't go into too much detail other than we showed you how buried it is on the right side. And you'll get a really, you know, it's kind of like looking down the Grand Canyon at a, at a donkey ride at the bottom of the canyon. You just kind of tunnel vision right down and you go, holy smokes, there's the starter. Yep. That yep. engine compartment looked awfully empty. Uh, yeah, well, it's empty now because it's all spread out on the bench in front of it, Tom. And, uh, you know, and, and I'll tell you what, this isn't the only place where GM made the mistake. The day before, maybe Danny and I invoked the the, the, spirit, the spiritual karma of starter replacement gods because the day before we serviced a customer's 2018 Chevy Colorado rear-wheel drive with a V6. And I was walking past him going up to the office for something, and he was doing the service, and he said, hey, come here, look where the starter is. And I looked up, and I never realized it because we're, we're just starting to see these vehicles in abundance now. But to replace the starter... On a V6 Colorado, you've got to take out the left motor mount. I mean, out. There's no, it's got to be out. There's just no way you're going to get to the starter or get it out of the vehicle. And the really amazingly stupid part is they've got steel bolts going into aluminum brackets. And you know, at 100,000 miles, after a couple of winters in Jersey roads or high rust area roads, you know how those bolts are not going to come out and just fight you every step of the way. And if it's a four-wheel drive, because it was nice. We sort of had a big open view of where the where the differential wasn't up front. I think you have to take the differential out, too. So um, I looked up book time on that. That's six and a half hours. Uh, 5.9 if it doesn't have uh, if it doesn't have four-wheel drive, which I, you know, either way, it's a day's labor. So if you start to calculate labor rates, which I know we're not supposed to do, so we will. You know, if you imagine the labor rate of a current shop on average is probably between 125 and 150 bucks an hour, six hours at a buck and a half. Is that $900? I was talking to a friend of mine at a Chevy dealership the other day, and I was stunned. And we were he had a question about a couple of things, and I was telling him about my starter experiences this week. And somehow we got on the subject of labor rates, and one of the local Chevy dealers around us is planning to go from – I think their current labor rate, he said, is going to go this week coming to $240 an hour to work on a Chevrolet. It's not a Ferrari. It's a Chevrolet. And by the end of the year, the new owners want to get it up to $300 an hour, $299, for working on a Chevrolet. Does that mean if you go in, and I I said this to myself last night, I was thinking about this, if you get a bulb replacement for 15 minutes, is it 15 minutes of 300? Is it 75 bucks to get a taillight bulb replaced? 855-560-9900. I'm Ron Anning, the car doctor. Come on back. We'll talk about it. I'll return right after this. It's the time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. If you're gearing up to get outside, Amazon Automotive is here to help. Whether you're hitting the beach, the trail, or somewhere in between, you'll find great deals on parts and accessories for your car, truck, motorcycle, or RV. Simply visit us online to customize your vehicle with a wide selection of floor mats, bike racks, camping equipment, power sports, accessories, and more. Get going today at Amazon.com automotive. That's Amazon.com automotive. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Whether it's a little red Corvette or a Yugo, you've come to the right place to get that car fixed. Ron and Amy and the Car Doctor, 855-560-9900. Now, back to Ron. Hey, let's get over to Dale in Virginia, 84 Cadillac, El Dorado, and a 4100. Dale, welcome to the Car Doctor. How can I help? Well, it's like this. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Whenever you drive it after 45 minutes to an hour, Come to a stoplight or a stop sign, don't matter which, the motor revs up to about 2,500, maybe 3,000 RPMs. And the only way you can get it down is put it up neutral, put your foot on accelerator, press it all the way down quickly, and let it pop it. And then uh, the aisle goes down, and you're good until you come to another stop or, or stoplight or stop sign. What the heck is causing that? Okay. So let's talk about this. This is an 84 Eldorado with a 4100 Caddy motor, correct? The 4.1? Exactly. Right. So the good, 4.1, the, yeah. the good news is if you can find service information for this vehicle, you can actually diagnose this right through the air conditioning control head. Um, there is there mm-hmm. Those cars have built-in diagnostics, and I believe it was... Uh, it's sort of like a scene in that was it in Top Gun Maverick when he sat in the plane and went, it's going to be a minute, Mav. If I remember correctly... It's off warmer and AC button, and if you hold it down, you'll put the vehicle into self-diagnostics. The only the only thing you want to make sure of is from there, and this is where if you have information in front of you, you can actually scroll through and read any fault codes, and you can actually diagnose and specifically look at things like the idle speed control motor. That has this is a this is a dual uh, thro- dual injected throttle body system, okay, and to the side right. of, to the side of the throttle lever. They have an idle speed control motor. It's that funny-looking, big, bulky motor with, the, I think it's a five-wire harness or an eight-wire harness, depending upon emissions, with a bolt head sticking out. The bolt head has notches in it. You look at it, and you go, gee, it doesn't look like any bolt I remember. There's no hex. It's just cut notches in it. And that was GM's way of controlling RPM. Why did RPM change on these? Well, 
there was a variety of reasons. The first and the simplest is that the idle speed control motor, the ISC as we used to call it, has a bad nose switch. Nose switch meaning that if you were able to go in through control head diagnostics, through the AC control head, like I said, one of the LEDs, little yellow lights that you see when you use it as AC, will function as a nose switch indicator. When you open the throttle, that yellow light will go out. When you allow the throttle to close, that yellow light will come on. It's just a little contact plunger telling it, hey, the nose switch is closed. If the PCM, if the engine controller loses track of nose switch or or idle position, all right, it sees, and I have to add another sensor here, it sees the throttle position sensor go back to under a volt, but it doesn't see the nose switch, all right? It says, wait a minute, I don't mm-hmm. know I don't know where Dale's foot is. I'm not sure what's going on. I'm just going to raise the idle just to make sure he doesn't stall. It, 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 okay. it, it gets confused. So idle speed control motors were common. Nose switch failure was a common cause of replacement. You can't just replace the switch. You end up replacing the motor. If you can find a good quality motor, and that's going to be the next difficult task, all right, yeah. then the next thing is going to be that you've got to get it adjusted. All right, and there was a very specific procedure. It was if you push down on the bolt head, all right, and you can try this, all right, just to just to see where you are. Key on, engine off, take the air cleaner off, open the throttle all the way, engine's off, right? Key on, engine off, right. push down on the bolt head. When you push down on the bolt head, you are going to, you are going to trip the nose switch, and you should see the idle speed motor retract. You'll and it'll go slow. It's nothing happened fast in 1984. You're going to see boop, yeah, boop, yeah. boop, 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 boop. It just slowly retracts. I'm pretty sure it worked. Key on engine off. You might have to do it at idle. In which case, just do it at idle. Just push your finger onto the bolt head, and it should retract. And it will go down to, and take you to the point of base idle. Base idle was the moment where the throttle plate was resting against its stop, but not completely closed, causing the car to stall. Sit tight on the phone, Dale. Let me pull over and take this pause. We'll pick up where we left off right after this. I'm Ron Anini and the Car Doctor, and I'm going to come roaring back. Don't anybody go away. in the zone the auto zone studio and he'll be back right after this it's a time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road if you're gearing up to get outside amazon automotive is here to help whether you're hitting the beach the trail or somewhere in between you'll find great deals on parts and accessories for your car truck motorcycle or rv simply visit us online to customize your vehicle with a wide selection of floor mats bike racks camping equipment power sports accessories and more get going today at amazon.com automotive that's amazon.com automotive 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome back to the AutoZone studio. Here's Ron. Hey, let's get back to Dale in Virginia. Dale, you're still there, sir. Yeah, I'm still here. So going through idle speed control, no switch, and so forth, base minimum idle speed adjustments, making sure everything there is correct is first step. It's the simplest thing to do. If you can try and find a GM new old stock idle speed control motor if you determine the no switch is indeed bad. All right. Uh, you know, eBay, okay. any one of the forums, any place you can. But uh, it's it's it was a complicated piece back in the day. For 1984, it was like rocket ship technology, and it's not easily reproduced. So if you can find some GM stuff, that would be great. That would be a simple repair. How many miles are on this 4100? Uh, 64,000. Okay. So no insult intended. It's lived twice its useful life because most 4100s lasted 30,000 miles, blew up. They put another engine in it, and they drove it another 30,000 miles. <laughs> so the fact that you got 60 out of it, you're doing really good. All right? Uh, the reason the 4100, I remember because I remember this engine. I was working for a limousine and hearse company at the time, and this is all we worked on. I mean, all day long. The reason the 4100 used to fail so often is because the intake manifold bolts would loosen up over time. At 30,000 miles, they would come in and everybody would, you would torque the intake manifold. When you torque the intake manifold to correct spec, you would pull the block back to square because the block kind of tended to sag over time. And the thrust bearing in the crank, once it was tightened up and straightened, it was sort of like a two by four that sagged in the doorway. Now you shoved it back into place and it knocked, and then all of a sudden the engine exploded 3,000 miles later. So it was a disaster. So the fact that you got three, 30, you got double the amount of 30,000 miles out of this car, you did really well. Hello? You've got to go through and you've got to do basics as far as um, uh, vacuum leaks and obvious things like that, all right? The mm-hmm. last the last thing I want somebody to check, as, as goofy as it sounds, because I do have engine issues with these cars, is I want you to make sure the ignition timing is correct. And then I want you to make sure 
Have you ever heard the expression split timing? Oh, yes. Okay. I want you to split time the motor. So the firing order on this was 18436572. So I want to make sure that one and six show within eight degrees on the balancer tab. All right. And and, and what okay. what that's showing us is that the timing chain doesn't have stretch because here's the problem. All right. And it's the fact that this happens after an hour on the road. You know, after an hour on the road, the oil's thinned out. Everything is sort of settled into its place. The timing chains would stretch, and it would cause bounce at the distributor gear. So what happens is it started to beat up the distributor gear, and I'm going to tell you one last step in a second, and you would find that the distributor would give out an inaccurate RPM indication. What happens? The PCM can't buffer the data. This was 1984, not 2004. They were smarter by then, and it just... Bump the idle up because Cadillac didn't want to hear anybody calling up and saying, hey, my car keeps stalling. We'll make it race, but we won't let it stall. All right? If if you find right. that it split times okay, that's great. If it doesn't split time okay, then you've got to think that perhaps there's a stretch in the timing chain, and then you want to mechanically check that. Pull the distributor cap off, bring it around to number one, load it the opposite way, and then bring it forward. How many degrees does the crank rotate before the before the distributor starts to move. If it's more than eight degrees, there's enough stretch there that that could be causing the problem. Last thing. Uh-huh. All right? Last thing. Okay. Okay? All right. The distributor mm-hmm. gears used to wear to a razor's edge. All right? You sound like an old GM guy, Dale, right? So let me just jump yep. the gun, right? You ever, you know, you pull a GM <laughs> distributor, the teeth on the gear were, oh, I don't know, they were about, maybe they were an eighth of an inch thick. They were that nice, even, good, thick, heavy gear, Right? If you if you pull this right. if you pull this distributor out and you find that the ends of the gear are pinned to a sharp point like a tooth like a like a sawtooth they they they're sharpened yeah. it means the gear is worn out and that'll cause an inaccurate RPM signal because that allows the, the distributor gear to bounce against the cam gear all right uh-huh. so that could be the problem so you know you've got a good scenario a bad scenario and a horrible scenario. Uh, yeah, but know? split timing, right? Something. So, but yeah, go back to split timing it and see what it is. It's still a basic engine at the end of the day, and you know, see where that goes. Move cautiously because I will tell you this: I haven't looked at it in a long time, but about six, seven years ago, I remember GM was discontinuing remanufacturing of the. It's probably more than that. Thinking about it, uh, the the forty one hundred, and to my knowledge, there are no forty one hundred engines available anymore. No replacement parts. No remanufacturers. So it's not going to be easy to replace if you make a mistake along the way or if the engine needs to be replaced as a result of all this. So just just tread carefully, all right? Okay, okay. All right, kiddo. If you uh, if you need or somebody needs to hear this again, this this show will become a podcast data today. This is hour one, and they can pick it up around the 15-minute the mark and listen through the second half if you've got a mechanic that wants to hear any of this or you want to hear this all over again. The podcast will be up within 24 good. hours. All right, sir, because I realize I've given you a lot of information all at once. Yeah, you sure have. All right. All right. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You're very welcome, Dale. You have a good rest of the day. Yeah, 4,100 Caddy Motors. Wow. I I can't believe that one's still going, 60,000-plus miles. That's uh, Don't tell GM they'll be upset something lasted that long. That doesn't make any sense to them. Um, Like, holy smokes. I want to just comment real quick before I go to to the pause. You know, I was talking a little bit about labor rates and, and, and so forth. 
I'm not saying it's not worth $240 an hour to fix a car, but I also want to make sure that management shares that with the technicians working on it because there's an awful lot of technicians in this industry, in my opinion, that are underpaid for what they're doing and trying to keep up with this stuff. I defy anybody to go look at some of the videos on YouTube, for example, starter replacement, fuel injection replacement, engine replacement, heater core replacement, and tell me what's that worth to them to lie on their back. And, you know, there's some mechanical aptitude required, but there's a lot of physical abuse that goes into repairing a car. And that's why a lot of mechanics, you know what, as they get older, suffer from it. And it's harder and harder to keep doing the job. So uh, more power to the brothers and sisters out there. 855-560-9900. I'm Ron Anini, The Car Doctor. I'll be back right after this. Don't go away. It's a time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. If you're gearing up to get outside, Amazon Automotive is here to help. Whether you're hitting the beach, the trail, or somewhere in between, you'll find great deals on parts and accessories for your car, truck, motorcycle, or RV. Simply visit us online to customize your vehicle with a wide selection of floor mats, bike racks, camping equipment, power sports, accessories, and more. Get going today at Amazon.com automotive. That's Amazon.com automotive. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Ronnie and the car doctor. Let's go to Bill in Maine, waiting there very patiently. Bill, I appreciate your patience, sir. How can I help? Hi, Ron. Uh, listened to your show for years. Thank really you. Appreciate your encyclopedic knowledge of, of uh, mechanical uh, issues. Um, long story short, I'll try to make it short. Uh, Nineteen ninety-three F two fifty with a seven point three liter diesel motor. I bought new, uh, twenty-five thousand dollars. Um, taking care of the truck, it's got two hundred and eighty thousand miles on it now. It's on its it's on its uh, second rebuilt transmission. The uh, last transmission I decided to have rebuilt when uh, there was a little bit of material in the pan at the last fluid change, and while there were still people around that could rebuild a transmission of that age, I I had it done. It was it was running fine. 
So last, uh, about a year ago, I had this transmission rebuilt uh, at an Atra shop. I've had good luck with Atra. And um, everything ran fine until this spring. And uh, I think I had what uh, is known as an AC ripple. Uh, it was on my second radio, you know, uh, and started to smell something. The radio went out. And I, I think the AC ripple might have burnt out the radio. Uh, no big thing there, 100 bucks now. Yep. And uh, about the same time, I started getting a flashing uh, overdrive light, which uh, is in the, the limp home mode. Yep. And um, is it, I determined... Is it, is it in limp home, Bill? Or does the trans shift normal? No, it, it actually does. It does the hard upshifts. Okay. And second, first and second, I guess. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, so from there, I... Uh, Replaced the alternator, put a brand new Bosch alternator in it, and tested it. And I did confirm the 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 uh, original uh, alternator did have a one volt uh, AC ripple in it, which I think was over the limit. So I put uh, put a brand new Bosch alternator in and tested that. No more AC ripple, but the transmission still occasionally um, went into the uh, loses its mind. Know, the, yeah. Yeah. So uh, then I, I I I was told to replace the uh, the PCM, which uh, I had to get a rebuilt one through Napa, and I replaced that, and that was good for a little while, and uh, all of a sudden the uh, thing's starting to uh, go on, uh, the uh, transmission starting to uh, go Do back into the default limp home mode. Again, I took it back to the shop, and uh, they can't pull any codes from it. I, I couldn't pull any codes either. It's got the OBD one, right? Real simple, simple is system. It, but it, is it is it that it can't pull any codes, or there are no codes to be pulled? Well, I, I don't think it. I, I don't think the uh, the the wiring is uh, is doing anything to the. Uh, you know, it, it used to be when I plugged in my cheap code reader, I, I could hear some. Bells and bells and whistles clicking and 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 so forth. Right, you would hear you would hear it cycle through its relays and solenoids, and you don't hear that anymore. No, I get nothing. So I don't think there's a connection there. Okay, this this shop had a better scanner, uh, Snap-on, and they they couldn't get anything either. And they they called Snap-on and uh, anyway. So so the first the the first thing I'm going to stop because I'm going to stop you there because I know where this is going already. Uh, you know, yeah. could there be a problem with the trans that they rebuilt? Uh, my question would be: they they gave you a rebuilt or rebuilt your trans? They gave me a rebuilt. Right. Uh, they didn't do it in their shop. Right. So they they bought an exchange unit over the counter and then installed it. Yes. So, you know, and I'll pose the question to you this way: What if that trans has a bad shift solenoid in it? You won't you won't know, right? Uh, you know, and and the, the way you're going to know is the overdrive light's going to flash. It's going to set a fault code, and you should be able to pick that up by doing what? Scanning it. So guess what I'm going to tell you to fix first? It's you got to be able you got to be able to scan it. It's yeah. it's 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 got to function. It's got to work. You know, ninety five, ninety four, all that stuff. It was all primitive peat in terms of ninety three, ninety four, ninety five. It was all primitive peat in terms of. You know there is no real data stream. I mean, it was just sort of coming online, but I don't know that I don't remember there being enough diesels on the road that it mattered to the software writers and the EPA that they were going to mandate we have data stream access. I think there's some limited, 
But regardless, we've got to be able to pull codes. Now, how are we going to do that? Because I know that's your next question, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, older Fords, uh, you know, you've got to be sure of all the grounds. There, if it's the, it, this should be an Eek Four car, uh, electronic engine control four. There were power and grounds at there was power at 20, 20, 40, and sixty, and then there were three grounds. I recall going to the PCM case, if I'm not mistaken. You got to make sure all the powers and grounds are good and solid at all times. And you've got to start looking at, because this is the great state of Maine with salt and corrosion, and I know you're going to tell me you take care of the truck. I'm sure you do. But I just want to be sure I would voltage drop all my ground connections, make sure they're good, clean, and tight, specifically at the battery. There used to be on the older Ford pickups what we called the Eek 3 pig, or the Eek 4 pigtail, which was a weather-insulated ground connection, and they, they seem to fall off as time goes by. It was like, you know, the jacket in your closet somehow shrunk as you got older. But, um, you know, those grounds just seem to disappear with battery replacements. I'm not saying that's the case with you, but just from experience, right, you're here because you, you want to tap my brain what I've seen. I would take a careful look at, you know, all the grounds going around the chassis and just making sure everything is good, clean, and tight. But until I can get this to scan codes, because you could have a bad solenoid. You could have a solenoid that's reacting with temperature. You know, the windings you know, are reacting from heat, and all of a sudden it's it's shorting out or it's going open, and it won't allow the trans to operate properly. Before you respond to that, let me pull over and take this pause, and we'll finish up on the other side. I'm Ron Anini, the car doctor. We'll return right after this. It's a time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. If you're gearing up to get outside, Amazon Automotive is here to help. Whether you're hitting the beach, the trail, or somewhere in between, you'll find great deals on parts and accessories for your car, truck, motorcycle, or RV. Simply visit us online to customize your vehicle with a wide selection of floor mats, bike racks, camping equipment, power sports, accessories, and more. Get going today at Amazon.com automotive. That's Amazon.com automotive. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Welcome back. Bill, you're still there, sir. Ron and in here. Hi, Ron. Hi. So, uh, you know, let me ask you this question. How's the speedometer in this truck? Is it accurate? Is it working all the time? Is it ever erratic? Yeah, this, um, you know, I've had that issue before that's got the sensor on the differential. And, right. Uh, sometimes it gets full of uh, iron filings and just clean it off. I've had it replaced once. But, no, the speedometer, tachometer, both fine. Both function under this. So... When did the overdrive light start flashing? Ever since the trans was replaced or ever since the trans and then the PCM was replaced? No, ever since, well, um, I I don't drive the truck too much in the winter, so I had, I had the transmission rebuilt last September, and I put a few hundred miles on it just trying it out, and then just mostly plowed my driveway with it over the winter. Right. And then this spring when I started using it, uh, I did do an 800-mile trip with it, out to Vermont and back, and it ran flawlessly. And after that, then I started getting the uh, overdrive light coming okay. on. When did the PCM get replaced? I replaced that uh, back in July of this year. Yes. So yeah. you already had that. You already had the overdrive flashing light problem. Yes. Okay. Do you yeah. still have the old PCM? No, there was a seventy-dollar core. core on okay. it. I sent it back for the future. Always keep the old core; it's worth the seventy bucks. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I was just saying. Listen, I had to put in. I've I've got a spare AC control head for my suburban, my 04 suburban that I'm stockpiling parts for, and there was a hundred and twenty-five dollar core. I kept the old one. I'm not giving it back. I'm going to find somebody to rebuild it because it's it's too hard to go through and find these things. So it's just it's well, it's it's worth the, the price. Old one the old looked fine. Yeah. I opened it up. There was, there yeah, was no, it's not something there. you'll see because of the electronics. Do this. There's two solenoids in that trans. Why don't you go talk to the trans shop? Could they put another solenoid pack in it and at least eliminate solenoids as a possible problem? And then the other thing you've got to work on is you've got to work on why this won't pull codes. It's got to pull codes because at least then it'll tell you what direction to go. This could have a bad manual lever position sensor on the side of the trans case, causing all these problems as well. I'm Ron Anini and the Car Doctor. The mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya. It's a time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. If you're gearing up to get outside, Amazon Automotive is here to help. Whether you're hitting the beach, the trail, or somewhere in between, you'll find great deals on parts and accessories for your car, truck, motorcycle, or RV. Simply visit us online to customize your vehicle with a wide selection of floor mats, bike racks, camping equipment, power sports, accessories, and more. Get going today at Amazon.com automotive. That's Amazon.com automotive. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.